Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Hello and welcome to Face Off, brought to you in partnership with LibertyShield.com, the perfect VPN companion for all your football viewing, where you can get 25% off everything using coupon code AIVPN. It is the perfect place for all your football viewing. Liberty Shield have free VPN apps for iOS, Android, Amazon Fire Stick, Macs and Windows. Now we've got that out of the way. Face Off is back after about a million years away, and I'm back with a poorly timed podcast because it would have been preferable to do this before the Shrewsbury game. Well, this is what it is, and it's probably going to be quite useful considering the Chelsea game is going to be sandwiched in between about 70 games with a day break. But I'll introduce my guests. Um, they've both covered the topics in different arguing ways um, on the site with articles, so I'll introduce them. It's been a while since I've talked to both of these guys. Tom, I'll start with you. How are you doing, buddy? Yeah, it's um, it's good to be on. Um, it's been ages since I've been on an AI pod, so it's always good to get the opportunity to come back on. Good stuff, good stuff. And his counterpart in this podcast and his natural uh, nemesis <laughs> is Ollie. is Ollie. How are you doing, Ollie? I'm very good, mate. Lovely to speak to you. Glad that you are still out there fighting the good fight despite the uh, long absence that is Tony Pulis' watch forever in our hearts, gone but not forgotten. Absolutely, yeah, it's nice to speak to you, and uh, obviously nice to speak to Tom as well. I will say. Because I'll start by being nice. Yeah, and then later on, just love a fight. Then uh, later on, he can piss off. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Fine. Absolutely. Um, so I'll introduce what the topic is. I mean, there was quite a lot of debate going into the Shrewsbury game about whether it'd be right or whether Klopp was right or wrong to um, use the youngsters and take his stance, which is very pretty much anti FA league organisers, all that jazz, because how. Um, they organised the winter break that they were told um, treat it as a break, don't have friendlies or anything like that. And then obviously the FA Cup replay falls on that game, um, well, on that week, I should say. And it, it, it did spark a debate in the fan base. I, I think quite a lot understood, I think everyone understood why Klopp did what he did. It's obviously worked out perfectly um, with the way the youngsters played. We'll touch on the game as a as a whole, because I know Ollie was there. Um but we'll touch on that afterwards. Um, but Tom, let's start with you. I mean, make your argument. I, 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 people can obviously read the um, article in full if they want it more uh, detailed um, explanation. But Tom, what, what was your argument? Basically, just that I didn't think Klopp had a good enough reason to decide he didn't really want to win the FA Cup. Basically, I think we had every opportunity to give the players two weeks off. Um, just say to them, say, you know, play the kids in the Southampton game or play the kids in the Norwich game. Um, games that 
fundamentally matter less to our season than the the FA Cup would. I think um, uh, I think the FA Cup was an opportunity. It was a, a competition that I appreciate. It's not what it used to be. Um, that was inevitable, but it, it, it's still the second biggest domestic trophy in this country. Um, it's probably still the third biggest trophy that Liverpool can win. Um, and I, apart from anything else, I don't want to have to be the one to deal with smug Man United fans at the end of the season when if we don't win the thing, going, well, we're still the only English club to win the domestic European treble, rah, rah, rah. Um, I think the other thing is, I, I think this is a point that Ollie made astutely as well. The difference between the side we could have put out without having to stress ourselves too much and the side that we did put out was light years, um, especially when you consider that I think some of the players would have needed to not needed to play this game but would have benefited from playing this game um i think mill is one of those who i would have i thought would probably be itching to get on the field probably need some minutes under his belt i think we've got you know we've got a lot of players in this team right now that don't have as many minutes under their belt as they might want or even potentially need at this stage in the season um and i think i think the, the point that Klopp made was that he wanted to prioritize making this point over winning a trophy and for me that's not what this whole thing should be about like I, I i get why Klopp's done it i i respect the decision i think the ideology behind it is questionable um i don't necessarily agree that with the stance in its entirety anyway which i think has played a part in my viewing of it partly because i think i think this idea that we as a club have to have less fixtures is a bit counterintuitive to me um mm-hmm. especially when it's cl- Especially when, because I, I think the other thing is, I think it's weird. I think it's genuinely weird that you've got Liverpool fans arguing they want to see Liverpool play less games. That, that to me, just kind of, there's mm. got to be something going slightly weird, right? Where as a Liverpool fan, you kind of go, yeah, I, I don't want to watch my team play this week. Like, that's kind of odd, just to me. And I, 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 I accept that the calendar's got a bit silly. I think, you know, playing twice in two days was beyond stupid. Um, and there are certainly ways to tweak the calendar, but equally, we've got the squad for it. We've got the mm. players that can play the games, and also buy more players. We've got the money, mm-hmm. and we've got the scope to buy more players. Klopp doesn't want to buy players. That's fine. That's you know, Klopp's entirely in, entirely within his rights to say I don't. I prefer to have a smaller squad. I don't want to play more games, but. Shrewsbury played more games. Uh, I think, sorry, Shrewsbury played maybe one or two less games than us this season. Yeah, I think you know, that's right. Shrewsbury are going to play the same amount of games as we are this season. And they have, they, they manage okay. Every other club in the Football League manages okay. I think it's, I think it's odd that the two clubs that are bitching, and it is bitching about the calendar, about all of it at Liverpool and Man City, the two clubs who have absolutely zero right to whine about it, because they have the resources to cope with it. That's my take on it. And mm. I, I think, you know, if they don't, if Liverpool, you know, I, I think we've got the squad and we've got the to kind of deal with these kinds of things. Um, and I mean, I, I want to win everything. I want to win the FA Cup. I wanted to win the Carabao Cup. I kind of want, obviously I wanted to win the World, the World Cup. I would have rather we didn't go in, in Qatar and stayed in England and won the Carabao Cup. But, you know, the, the World Cup's an, another trophy, which... You know, it's another boon to say we're champions of the world. So I get that. Uh, but yeah, I want to win everything. And I think there was a way of doing it that would have worked. And and look, I mean, obviously, with the benefit of hindsight, we had enough to get past Shrewsbury. And I think that's great. You know, 
and I don't like the attitude of if I disagree with one of Klopp's decisions, I don't want the club. I, it means a, I don't want the kids to win because that's nonsense. Of course, I want the kids to win, and b that I like I'm not allowed to question Klopp. I, you know, there's this, there's this is one little other weird point, but you see people say stuff like Klopp's got the right to pick whatever team he wants. Yeah, of course he does, and I've got the right to go on the internet and say I don't agree with him. That's part mm-hmm. of being a football fan. Like I, I agree with Klopp on ninety percent of things, and Klopp has demonstrated time and time again he deserves our trust. I completely understand that argument, agree with that argument, and that's why I will always give Klopp more leeway um, than someone from outside the fan base. But equally, that doesn't mean. I have to agree with every decision he makes. And it also doesn't mean that he's always right either. That's the thing. Mm. I mean, yeah, that's a, that's the whole point of, well, not just AI, but that's the whole point of podcast articles and stuff like that. It's having your own opinion. As you say, most people agree with Klopp because, well, the bloke is doing magical stuff. <laughs> but there is odd occasions, as you say, um, where he can be wrong and it's not it's not even about being right or wrong it's about having an opinion as we say so yeah absolutely um before i come out to you ollie i mean tom i'll just ask you the one question and we'll get ollie's uh response or his or his uh argument i mean do you do you think that whether it's about the scheduling or not do you think the league cup handling's probably what was the tipping point rather than the fa cup because that i think that was handled a lot worse than this because there's obviously you can easily schedule a game now because it's a two-week break, but the League Cup game was handled so messily, whereas we obviously wanted to win, but it was an impossible situation for us in that regard. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think that's that's very true. Um, you could tell Klopp was quite annoyed about it when it happened. Um, and as I said, you know, I think that is wrong. I think that is an I think that is an issue that you have to look at when a when a team is has to put in two squads of 18 in two separate countries in two days that that means you have have to sacrifice one of those trophies and i think that sh- that should be should be addressed um but equally i think you know he made a point of the winter break that was a decision that he made where he wanted to make the winter break his stand um and i i, I don't not like it but i think there's certainly an element of gamesmanship about it because he knew before the season started that he wasn't going to get his full winter break if the kid, if we didn't beat Shrew, if we didn't mm-hmm. win the epic up fourth round outright or loss or what you know if it went to replay we were going to have that game yeah i, I do agree tom i mean it, it, it's been a mess um the league cup was a mess and i think the fa cup i, I think you make a good point in terms of that the uh the break was kind of changed. I think I read in your article that it was uh, the start of the season. It kind of got, you got told if the replay happened, it'd be in the winter break. So that we've had enough um, time to react to that. So yeah, I think that's a very good point. And it, it, it's, there is, I think there is a problem with the scheduling. I think but we'll obviously come on to that, but as long as you've got enough time, I think you can deal with it. But um, I'm sure Ollie will bring up a po- the bigger point that uh, it brings up. So Ollie, your argument. Yeah, so I, I should sort of probably start by saying what I agree with Tom on, um, which is always a, quite a rare thing. So let's, let's get to it. So I do agree with him that uh, we could have played a good team. We could, could have played Adrian, we could have played Minamino, we could have played Shakiri, we could have played Milner. And all, but, uh, basically, a lot of, as long as they were fit, a lot of our sort of bench, not, not even like literally our bench players that never really start so like I'm not saying like put one one of so obviously we've got pretty much when Cater's not fit we have Ox Henderson Fabinho and um, Ginny competing for four places 
for sorry, for three places between four of them. I'm not saying I'll pick three of them to play the next game, put one in, like leave them all out. But we, there are still players that we could have played. Um, and I think the Liverpool fans sort of arguing that we were putting anything at risk by playing some of the seniors, uh, sort of just overthinking it a little bit. Like I don't really think if say Shakiri or Milner had got a hamstring strain about for a few weeks that it's putting definitely the league at risk nor the Champions League. I doubt that any of the players that we Tom was sort of suggesting that we could play will feature in the Champions League anyway. And like we say, the league. I'm not going to say it's done, but I think we're in a position where one one injury to a backup player is definitely not going to harm us. That that being said, however, I do slash did agree with Klopp uh, in his stance. Well, not necessarily agree with it. And when when the when when the replay so when when we drew it was like okay, we're going to have a replay. My first thought wasn't right. I think he should do this. But when he said it and explained himself, I'm kind of along the lines of yeah, why the fuck not? You know, the, the Premier League and the FA work together on so many things from campaigns to suspensions to you know battling illegal streams, but don't seem to have any sort of cohesion when it comes to a fixture list, which when you're dealing with this you know billion pound industry just seems really weird. And therefore, to schedule a winter break, and as they said, you know, they said to the teams, yes, you're right, you have a winter break, you're all going to get sort of two weeks each between games, it's going to be staggered. Please respect it. You've moaned about it. I'm giving it for a reason. Don't schedule any friendlies. So I appreciate that that is the Premier League, not the FA saying it. But and implementing this winter break, it's a Premier League winter break. But then to put FA Cup games, a competition that runs alongside the Premier League, in the middle of it, it's just it's just ridiculous. And I kind of think Klopp probably will have had this idea in his head. Uh, obviously, Tom mentioned that he did know about it and he'll have had the idea in his head. And I did sort of make a point in my piece and said, would it made, have made a difference if Klopp had come out before the Shrewsbury game and said, oh, by the way, lads, if by chance we draw this game and the replay's in the break, we're going to be playing the kids again like we did against Villa because there's a, you know because of all the reasons he sort of outlined after the game. Um, I don't think it made a difference. I think people would have crossed about probably, it probably been worse, to be honest, because people would have crossed about it when he said it. And then forgotten about it. And then when we'd drawn, it was like, oh shit, he's really going to do this. They're crossed about it again. So I don't think it made a difference. But I think Klopp's point isn't within the context of this season. So I'm sure Klopp would, despite all the memes and stuff on Twitter, which actually are fantastic when Liverpool play cup games, um, but I'm sure Klopp would like to win the FA Cup. I just think he'd like to win the Champions League much more, and he'd definitely like to win the Premier League much more in some sort of style. And it's Klopp's point around this in this position isn't within the context of this couple of weeks or just this season. It's a sort of, I think I described it as um, sort of like the the climax of his fight against the fixture list in English football. And it's this is his sort of biggest biggest stand yet. Like he's moaned about it a lot, as Tom mentioned since he came in. So it's not no real surprise he took this stance. But you know, it, his his decision making to take Liverpool from languishing outside the Champions League places to be the best team in world football. So I'm tempted to back him anyway. But over this, I I do think that he's got a point. You know, like I say, it's a famous trophy. A lot of romanticism goes with it and whatnot. But like. The financial disparity is so much between sort of the top of the Premier League and even just winning the FA Cup that you have to prioritise. And like I say, even though it's not necessarily in the context of this season, I think going forward, which competition 
do you want to respect more and which competition do you want to put more onus on? So if the Premier League says, listen, we're going to have a new winter break and then you trot out your first team in a game in midweek in the sort of the FA Cup replays, what happens then in the future if, say, they scrap FA Cup replays and the Premier League say, oh, well, we don't need that, you don't need that winter break anymore because remember how you, you, know, you used to play FA Cup replays in that week anyway, so now we're just going to put a game in that week and so on. And it just sort of discredits the point that Klopp's been making so many years about the winter break. You know... I, I agree with Tom's point about how surely Liverpool fans want to watch their team play football to an ex- as much as possible. Like, kind of, yeah. But at the same time, like, sort of two points on that. I love watching the under-23s against senior opposition. I'm not going to bullshit and say that I watch the under-23s against fellow under-23 teams week after week because apart from watching a few players I think got a chance to make it, it just doesn't interest me that much. I, I don't know that makes me less of a fan, but it's just not, not my bag. But I think watching the under-23s in a professional capacity against like fully grown men is a really interesting watch to see how they get on. And the other point is regarding like how much we would like to watch them. Of course, we want to watch Liverpool trounce everyone as often as possible, but you know, we want to watch Liverpool at their best as often as possible. And I think the big thing that, you know, Klopp, Guardiola, et cetera, talk about with these massive fixture lists is that the more you play, the worse the football gets. And I can kind of see that to a point. I think a lot of the football towards the end of the season can sort of start to get a bit turgid as players tire and injuries factor in. And then you get into international tournaments, obviously we've got the Euros this summer and the quality of international football seems to be going down. It just all seems to be part of the amount of games they're playing. And Klopp's point isn't about we can't put a team out against Shrewsbury. Klopp's point is if we put a team out against Shrewsbury, we're setting a precedent where we say, yeah, all right, this is okay. You know, we're going to moan about the fixture list a bit when we give in. But what he's doing actually is taking a stand for the future. He's thinking long term. He's thinking about the changes that he wants within football. And if he thinks that that's the best way to go about getting it, then I stand behind him. Um, do you think? Well, Ollie, I think this is probably the big question that's going to come out of this. Is do you think it will make a difference? Because you see the way football's being organised now. We're getting. The Club World Cup revamp, no, it's got nothing to do with the FA, but the Club World Cup's getting revamped. Um, I, I know they're trying to tinker with um, the League Cup and FA Cup in terms of getting rid of, um, I think it's replays and stuff beyond a certain stage or something, isn't it? Uh, league, two, well, the two-legged um, semi-final in the uh, League Cup, that's an issue. It, it, do you think it is going to get better eventually, or do you think we're going to need more high-profile people to take a stance similarly to Klopp? Honestly, I, being brutally honest, no, I don't think it's going to get better. I think we might see token gestures, small improvements, such as this winter break we've got now, but it all seems to be sort of one step forward, two steps back, such as the scenario with the Cup this week. But that shouldn't stop Klopp being able to make his point, being able to take a stand and say, we're not having this, we're going to do this. Going on holiday, lads, you can fret about it. We'll see you in two weeks. Good luck to the youngsters. I'd Overall, long-term... I think there's too much emphasis on money within the game. As you mentioned, the Club World Cup's getting rescheduled and sort of jigged about, so it's a bigger competition with a wider format. And there'll be probably a lot of money on the table for it. And yes, Liverpool are probably going to be a bit hypocritical in having three, four years' time, whenever that is, and we're invited to it, we the Champions League, saying, you know what, yeah, there's too many games, but we're going to go to this and play those matches with the first team because there's a load of money on offer. But equally, we want to win the top competitions. We want to win the Premier League. We want to win the Champions League. And therefore, going to sort of that Club World Cup and getting a shed loads of money for winning it might help us then win more Premier Leagues, win more Champions Leagues. The, and whilst winning the FA Cup would be nice, 
don't get me wrong, I want to win it. It'd be absolutely class. We'd become second. I have to follow up United and be an English team that's won the treble. It'd, that with either maybe 100 points or Centurions, whatever, all that mixed, and we'd get the Champions League too, would be probably the best season in the club's history, maybe. Definitely an argument for it. I think it'd be class. But at the same time, I can. I, I think because in one way Liverpool are going to have to just go with it and bow to pr- fix the pressure I think Klopp needs to take a stand when he gets the chance and I think they sort of offered a good opportunity for him to make his point and as we saw although obviously it doesn't stack him in an argument because in hindsight but as we saw he did get away with it because the youngsters played, ma- played magnificently and came away with a thoroughly deserved win and, and it'll be very interesting to see what sort of team he puts out against Chelsea in the fifth round Yeah I, I agree absolutely but I mean um, well this is the question me you and Tom were talking um before we start recording, is is winning the FA Cup as valuable as, say, doing the Invincible season, beating City's um, uh, points record and stuff like that? It, it, is the FA Cup even even that prestigious anymore? Because I think we're obviously all three of us are a younger generation. And, I mean, I love all 6 I'm sure you both do as well. But the FA Cup, especially probably in the 2010s, has just become somewhat of a mess. Yes, it has. And yeah, the 06, the Gerrard final, uh, is probably showing my age again, as I often do on AI. Um, although I don't think I'm the youngest anymore, which is nice. But yeah, the 06 Gerrard final was probably one of the first games that I can sort of vividly remember watching as a kid. And it was like, I had it on, I had it on DVD. I, could, I hold it in such a special place in my heart. It was like, Gerard became my hero that day. It was absolutely amazing, and um, but the, like you say, I, I, if we're if we're going to sort of play a game for priorities, aren't we? And it's really difficult. I, I think that I would rather. Right. So, so here's the thing. I think that if we weren't in such a commanding position in the league, say we were like ten points ahead, so we're still we're still comfortably ahead. It was like we're probably going to win the league but we're not smashing every single record in the book, then I think people are like, uh, you know what, let's get, oh, let's get the treble, that'd be class, because they're not really thinking about 100 points, they're not really thinking about being invincible, but we've got to this point where we're so dominant that it wouldn't, it's not going to be that hard to get 100 points, and whilst it's still going to be difficult to be invincible, it's very, very feasible, really, as if you sort of say, right, we're not, if you say, I guarantee we won't lose at the Etihad, then any other defeat from now on, it wouldn't be surprising to lose a game at some point, but in the context of that particular game on the day, we might say, OK, I didn't think we lost, we'd lose that. If, say, we went to Arsenal and lost or lost against Chelsea. Um, well, God forbid, lost at Goodison Park. But um, so I think that's the problem. I think because we're so close to being invincible or being Centurions, I think people are sort of thinking, oh, the FA Cup would be nice, but like, it'd be a bit embarrassing if we don't do one of those two things now, wouldn't it? Whereas I think in a few years, when we look back, they might think, oh my God, remember that season when we absolutely smashed the league and won it at a canter? We retained the Champions League and you know, we won the FA Cup to make it a treble. I think maybe that, give, and the sort of day at Wembley, semi-final at Wembley to like look at, look back on, might be more memorable than like just looking at a league table and saying, oh, those two trophies are amazing. But I'll tell you what, how good was the fact that we can look at that and say we've got 105 points? I think people in a few years look back and say, oh my God, we won the treble, how class is that? And I, I just think it's how we've got wrapped up in the fact that we are so far clear and it, we could really break all of the records this season that people are getting carried away with. As a priority, like 
my first my first thing is let's win the Premier League. Then my second thing is let's retain the Champions League. So absolutely not asked once we've won the Premier League about being invincible and being Centurion unless we've also won the Champions League. Uh, just just in terms of like ideology, I know obviously we'd know about the Premier League before, say, a Champions League final. But just if you were offering me things right now, I'd take the league straight away, and then I'd start talking about the Champions League. And then I th- yeah, I think I think I'd rather the FA Cup than either being Centurions or being Invincible. But I'm definitely interested to hear from you to what you think, and I'm also interested in would so take the FA Cup out of it for a moment. Would you rather be Invincible or would you rather rack up a record points tally? Because I'd go for the points tally. I'd say let's get 101 or more points and say that we can say that we're the best team the league's ever seen because we won the most points rather than mm. that Arsenal team that um, absolutely amazing, fantastic players in that team that will be remembered forever. But that's where they drew about a million games that season and <laughs> did, yeah. like, did, didn't do anything in Europe and didn't win a domestic cup. Um, and I think that that sort of hinders their claim when the debates come around as being the greatest Premier League team because they were frustrated in so many matches and unable to find a way to win. So I'm definitely interested in what you two think about would rather be the record points tally or say we finish on 98 points or 97 points again but we don't lose a game. I'd go for the record points tally every day of the week. I'd go Invincibles myself. But Tom, what say you? Yeah, I'd go Invincibles as well. Really? Um, I think That's this is... interesting. Yeah, I just think no one's going to it's unlikely anyone's going to remember who ended up with 100, 100 versus 101 points. It'll be which teams didn't lose a single game all season. I think there's a few things on the FA Cup side of it. The first thing is, I think it's really hard to say what the stature of the FA Cup is going to be like in five, ten years. It might it might be the case that in ten years, people don't even know who won the league, who won the FA Cup ten years ago. That or it could have the sort of renaissance that we're hoping it will have, and it will. Oh, do you remember when Liverpool won the league and the FA Cup and the Champions League? Like, you know, like you say, that might be the way it's looked at in in ten years. There's no way of knowing. I think the other, I think another thing I kind of want to want to make the point on is that there's all this talk about who's disrespecting the FA Cup, who's responsible for making the league, the FA Cup be devalued. Why can't it be a? Why can't it be more than one person's fault? Why? Mm-hmm. I don't think, of course, it's not Liverpool's fault that the FA Cup is no longer considered to be a prestigious trophy in the same way that it was even 20 years ago. But imagine if a team like Liverpool, in the current mood that they're in, made it very clear publicly that the FA Cup was a real priority. Like, yeah. you know, how, you know, we can complain about what other te- what the FA are doing to disrespect the FA Cup and to dick over shrewsby or whatever but we but then we go well the fact that we did this mean the fact that the fa the fa did this means that whatever we're doing is justified and it's just we're, we're accusing the fa of being petty and then being equally petty and it's just kind of i get why we're doing it i i respect the re- as i say you know i, I respect the reasons scott for doing it but let's not just blame everything on the fa um i think the other thing is i think you're right i think it is the case that you know Everyone knows this Liverpool team is going to go down as one of the best in Premier League history. That's the that is the point that we are at, right? Like this is unquestionably one of the best teams in Premier League history, if not English football history. We're at that point now. And if we don't if you know, if we don't go invincibles or if we don't you know get a 100 point season it'll be because 
we prioritised the Champions League and prioritised winning another trophy. And I think, are we really that? Are we really at that point as a club where we don't, can, where we don't need to win the FA Cup anymore? Like, how many trophies have we won in the last fifteen years that have been worth winning? Three. One of those is the FA Cup. Are we really yeah. already at? Are we after one good league season at the point where we can say domestic trophies don't mean anything anymore? I just think that's it, you know, it's strange because I mean, I, I I'm not sure how accurate this is, but we haven't. I don't think we've won as many FA Cups as you'd probably expect Liverpool to win throughout um, history, is it? Because it, it, it's Arsenal, Chelsea, and Man United who dominate that. Well, I, I think we've still won the most League Cups. Um, at the min, but the I FA think we've won. I think we've won more League Cups than FA Cups. I yeah. feel like we've won about eight League Cups, maybe yeah, seven FA Cups. Right. I might be Something wrong. Like it sounds, sounds right. right. So, I mean, I'm not saying like historically it's just something we don't do, but I, I think what you're saying, Tom, is right because I think when you say people can't remember who win the FA Cup and stuff like that, I, I'm probably at that stage now. Like I can probably remember like Wigan <laughs> because it was a big upset. Other than that, I could like I know Arsenal have won it a shed load, I know Man City have won it a shed load, but I couldn't tell you the year by year. City have actually not won it a shed load. Have they You'd not? be surprised. Is it just, is City it just won like it two? once. City won it once Never. in the in the Aguero era, I believe. I think Aguero's got one FA Cup trophy to his name. Maybe two. They, I think, I it's, think two it's two because, because they, they beat Stoke that, in they the got, final. They got, water, they got their watershed one against Stoke, which was like yes. their first trophy yeah. because they beat United yeah. in the semi and then they got last season. Is that it? Oh Christ! I thought he basically, won it. yeah. Like Chelsea yeah. have won it three or four times. Arsenal have won it three or four times. United have won it once or twice. Um, but even so, I think the other thing is, and I think this is something that I think a lot of people get kind of that a lot of people lose on. Liverpool fans are, I think, Liverpool fans view the FA Cup differently to a lot of other teams. Mm. Um, and so for us, we might be sat here in five years going, "Oh, oh we only won like you know we won the FA Cup that year, but it's annoying we didn't get invincibles." Whereas there'll be other a lot of other fans got a lot of fans of other teams that would in a heartbeat say well the FA Cup's a prestigious trophy the FA mm. Cup's still you know there's a lot of teams a lot of fans that would that are appalled not appalled but shocked that Liverpool are treating it with such a laissez-faire attitude mm. and that's one thing I found really interesting is contrasting the opinions of Liverpool fans with the, mm. with the of other fans and I think that's maybe something we have to consider as well which is that as much as we might consider ourselves to be this that and the other we yeah. don't make up Entirety of the footballing world, and we're not going to write the narrative on this. Well, it's, it, we will be able to write our narrative on this, but in the history books of football, it will not be Liverpool fans that write the narrative on this season. Well, to be I fair, think, I think you're right there. Sorry, I'm just going to say it. I, for me personally, I think the FA Cup is just—it's just an older League Cup to me now. Like, I don't give a toss. <laughs> so you probably summed—I've probably summed it up there for, for you there. Um, but Ollie, what were you going to say? I just think. On the point Tom made a couple of minutes ago about how it would set a statement if we, in the sort of pomp we're in, came out and said, you know what, we take, we really want to win this competition. We're taking it really seriously. We're trotting out Salamane for, you know, for every round. I think, whilst I can see the point he's making, I think in reality it just doesn't work because of the way the competition works. Because I think, I think for that to make a difference, you'd need all the teams to do that. So last season, Man City won the domestic treble. But I feel like, and they they made a big deal out of it within their social media, like their advertising, their social media and stuff. But I don't think it resonated that much. I think it was the first time that an English club's actually done it. 
won the FA it Cup, was, the League yeah. Cup and the Premier League. Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, obviously, as, as fantastic as they were, as brilliant a team as they are, in terms of looking at other achievements like the, the double, like doubles and stuff, and like trebles, like for, in, with other competitions and record points totals, invincibles, it just didn't feel like that much of an achievement because of the teams they played and because of the nature of the competition. Like, I don't know if you two ended up catching the final. I think it was six nil they beat Watford in the final. Uh, oh, I, I, I knew I knew was, they'd win, so I just didn't watch it. <laughs> it was an ab- it was an absolute travesty of a match, and it sort of just I think that's what discredits it. So I think for whilst I understand Tom's point about how if we came out and put our best team out in every round, it would sort of lift maybe the recognition of it. But I think well then if we just trounce shit teams five 0 every round and win it, then you know well done to us, big claps, another trophy. But like I don't think people acknowledge it that much. I don't think people would say, "Oh my God, Liverpool class in the FA Cup that season." I think you'd need all the teams to do it. I think you need us to do it, City to do it, Chelsea to do it. I, I, I do agree it. with that. But I think we're at the stage this season where that's still very possible. There's there is really, really a lot of scope for this season to still be a cracking FA Cup because unless Tottenham have conceded in the last sort of hour or so, all of the top six teams are still one in one. this competition. <laughs> still, still one, one, one. one. Okay, so Spurs <laughs> is still technically in it. But well, you know, it could, all of the, could happen. Could happen. All of the, the big teams then. are in this competition, and if we if we come out and we say this year we're going to go for it, and City will probably go for it as well. So City are going to have to go for it. City are really. definitely going to go for it. Yeah. So, but so you could end up in a situation where you've got you could end up in a situation where you've got Liverpool Chelsea. You know, we've got a Liverpool Chelsea game. That could be a really good football match. We've played two really good games against Chelsea already this season. That could be a really good game. Then we've got potentially, you know, we've still got potentially United, potentially Arsenal. You know, there could be some really cracking ties in this competition if if we go for it. And I think. You know, there's still plenty of scope for us to have a really good semi-final final this year, and I think that's mm. maybe something that I think people, people, you say the FA Cup's been kind of devalued. There's been a lot of really good FA Cup finals in the last few years. There's been a lot of really good games between mm. top six teams in the FA Cup in the last sort of decade because it's meant a lot to those teams. Do, um, sorry, I think, Tom. Do you think it's just because we've not really been involved that? I mean, yes. it's, it goes back. It I goes back to your point. Yeah. Categorically, the fact that it, Liverpool fans don't treat it the same way as other clubs. Because as a as a team, we've not really done anything on the pitch since I think you know we had that one decent run in 2012. 2012, yeah, we had one decent run in 2012. Yeah. But other than that, we haven't oh, really done Tech a lot. Here, yeah. Oh dear, yeah, yeah. we've been. But that, but that a, <laughs> we've had some good. We've had some. We had the you know the 2012 final against Chelsea. 2012. Yeah, was it Kenny? Oh, it was Kenny's second. Yeah, though, it was Kenny. Andy Carroll scored, didn't he? Highlight. That was a highlight of a season that was other, but we, otherwise... But we, but we were shit. Do you know what I mean? We so does it, does it, is it more important when mm. you are shit? So like we've had some... like Arsenal and Chelsea had a decent final the other year. Um, but Chelsea had won the league. Arsenal uh, hadn't. And it meant a lot to Arsenal. But I don't think Chelsea were that bothered about it. Man United uh, beat Crystal Palace, I think, the year before. I've got them up now. Beat them 2-1. Big deal yeah. for Palace because they're... A, like, not not small club, but obviously they're a mid-table club. They don't get that many finals. It was big for United because United were shit. When Arsenal yeah. won it, I, it was I do, big for them because they were point. shit. Do you know what I mean? I, I agree with that. But equally, as I say, if the big teams decide they want to take this seriously, they can drag the rest with them. And I think, you know, you can make the same point about Klopp's, Klopp's standing up to the FA. Do you know what I mean? If yeah. nobody else does it, it's probably going to be equally meaningless. Mm-hmm. I think we suffer a little bit from... Man, the, the syndrome Man City have got around the Champions League when it comes to FA Cup but I think it's due to a number of things I think you bang on both of you that we've sort of been trained not to give a toss about it because we were pretty we, we've been to I've got, I've got the finals up now in front of me since 
since the 2001 final, the Michael Owen final against Arsenal, we've been to two FA Cup finals in 20 years. Uh, we didn't go to one between then and then the Gerrard final. Then it was a seven-year gap between, six-year gap between uh, the Gerrard final and when we lost to Chelsea. Now we've not been to an FA Cup final for eight years. Uh, we've been to one semi-final in that time, I think, when we lost to Villa. And, that's, really? and the FA, and I think you are right because that that, that season, yeah, uh, Gerrard's last season. We, we were shit in the league. We had that little period where it looked like we changed three at the back and we thought we might get top four and then we shot the bed like twice within a week against United Arsenal. We're like, okay, we're not getting top four. Uh, and then the FA Cup became this big deal and like, you know, we enjoyed it. We went to Wembley and got done by Ben Teke. I think we sort of suffered from the Man City European Cup syndrome in that because we're not very good at it, we just are trained not to give a toss about it. So they'll probably think that some Man City fans out there they will tell you they'd rather win the FA Cup because... Not, they've been quite bad in it that they've sort of got this sort of campaign against UEFA who they think are about to they think are out to get them which is completely of their own doing for all the dodgy financial stuff they're up to but because they think oh we're, we're shit in the competition UEFA are out to get us they're like oh I don't want to win it anyway fuck you and I think we kind of have that with the FA Cup we're like you know what we've got bigger fish to fry oh, who cares if you moan at us for putting a shit team out like well we got knocked out who gives a fuck you know whatever whereas I think there, maybe there is an argument to say that if we did get to a final or did have some high quality games along the way. Like if we beat United, if we say say we got United in the quarterfinal and both teams put their full strength teams out and beat them like three two or something, then maybe that would like something to ignite the FA Cup within the Liverpool fan base. But at the moment, like you say to fan, it, lots of fans like like younger than say like I can I'm 21 and I can just about remember the 2006 final. So pretty much any fans younger than me who are say like 19 and below, their only memory of Liverpool in the FA Cup in terms of like success or we get into a final where we lost to Chelsea or getting dumped out by Aston Villa in semi-finals I think maybe we need that a spark a big game like you say Tom where not just we put out a statement that we want to win it but like a few teams do like imagine if we got a big semi-final weekend of like Liverpool v United and I don't know Chelsea v Man City where everyone put out full strength teams went hell for leather then maybe that's what would reignite the FA Cup and I kind of think that's the, the, the problem with it so this is sort of I'm going to just go quickly on to a wider point about the FA Cup in general rather than just the Liverpool or the other top teams um, and then I'll stop ranting and get off my tangent but the, the whole idea of this romanticism around the FA Cup and how it used to be great back in the day and isn't now it used to be great back in the day because the top teams took it seriously and winning I would argue that winning the domestic double 15 years ago maybe 10-15 years ago I can remember Chelsea doing it it was considered quite impressive it's arguably more impressive than winning the domestic treble now because of the emphasis that was placed on the FA Cup. And the reason the FA Cup was good was because the top teams all took it seriously and there weren't as many upsets and there were stronger teams played. But now we've got this idea that all oh, the romanticism comes from it, that anything can happen. Well, yeah, anything can happen, but it doesn't mean anything should happen. And I think if we saw stronger teams all round and then less upsets, we'd A, get better games towards the end of the competition between top teams putting their best sides out that want to go for it and equally if a lower league team did pull something impressive off it would mean a bit more whereas now I think the Cup's devalued because even if the top teams get towards them they're not asked about it anyway and the romanticism gets worn off by the fact that we have got lower league teams causing shocks and stuff pretty much every season and every season when they do you know the pundits and whatever go oh it's the magic of the FA Cup blah 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 but the thing is if it happens so much it's not if a magician does his trick 30 times in a row doesn't really do anything else it's, yeah it's still magic but no one's that impressed by it so I think the problem with the FA Cup is that 
whilst arguing again, whilst arguing that oh, like why do the top teams take it so seriously? It's so romantic and stuff. Well, if the top teams did take it seriously, it might be more romantic. But at the moment, it just really isn't. And pretending that it is because four or five lower league teams will beat a second string Premier League team every season makes it romantic. It just is not that way anymore. I think that's why people, when they talk about upsets, is like, well, when you watch the BBC coverage and stuff like that, they always talk about, was it Sunderland who beat United or something in, in one of the rounds? Then I think it's Wimbledon who beat us and stuff like that. You don't really hear of the modern-day ones, do you? It's like... Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. It, you, you don't get it anymore because it's commonplace. Because mm. it was, wasn't it Reading who beat us? On, was it in the Rafa era? That was ringing the bell. Um, I think Reading battered us pretty much, and I... I've never heard about that game since. It's just popped in my mind for some reason. Um, Joby McEnough or something like that. I think he absolutely tore us a new one. Um, but anyway, that's a, that's a strange... But, I mean, Tom, in terms of um, the future and obviously the next tie, I, I, we're obviously... Well, we're probably going to see similar problems that we've addressed throughout this. Uh, it it must get rescheduled unless the FA are going to continue um, being nobeds. But at the min, we've got... Watford on the 29th of this month, then Chelsea on the 5th and Bournemouth on the second, uh, on the 7th, I should say. Um, it hopefully will get moved, but it looks like we're going to have a bit of a fixture congestion um, either way. Uh, and the Madrid games just after Bournemouth as well on the 11th, just to add that into context. It's, go- it's going to bring up similar arguments and stuff like that, and that's why this is still relevant. What What would your approach be there? Because... I mean, let's be honest, we've pretty much got the league wrapped up now, and even by then, we might have even bloody won it. Um, Mathematically can't have, sadly. Pfft, maths. Boring. <laughs> um, yeah, exactly. But we'll be closer anyway. Let's let's go with that. Um, how, how would you approach the Chelsea game? Because obviously it's Chelsea. There's probably, well, there's two ways of looking at it. It's a, oh, if we lose to Chelsea, no one's going to give a toss. Or, as we've been arguing here, we could take it a bit more seriously. We'll probably play a chain side regardless, but, I mean, that doesn't mean we have to play 11 kids. But do you think it'll be the mix, or do you think it'll be, I don't know, screwing it off? I don't know how we are going to do it. Um, I genuinely don't know. The thing is, we've never got to this stage under clock before. There's no precedent for this, because every mm. year we've been we've, we've done rubbish in it. So there's no precedent for, for us actually getting to this point. Um, I mean, I think we sh- I think we should take it as seriously as we can. Um, I think this is a game that we should be looking to win, you know. And I think the fact that it's against Chelsea does change the picture somewhat because we, if we want to win that game, we have to send out a very strong side. Maybe not the best possible side, but if that game is six days before, uh, five five six days before was the yeah six games before yeah. six yeah. days before the Atletico game. That is the perfect opportunity to go full strength, rest players on the weekend, then go full strength again for the Atletico game. So if it was me, I would go full strength. And then I would say, do you know what? We can send out a bunch of reserves and get a draw against Bournemouth at home. Because at that point, we don't, we'll be looking for the draw to secure the unbeaten season. Um, because the league will be, if we, you know, th- there's no scenario where that league title isn't done by the time we play Chelsea. We've got three more league games before then absolute worst case scenario where what 14 points are clear with mm-hmm. 10 games to go right okay so yeah 
like there's there's n- and I think you know that's being incredibly pessimistic about our chances of beating Watford, Norwich, and West Ham, all of whom are dreadful. I think they're the current bottom three. So we've got yeah, we've got to play the bottom three in our next three league games, and if we win those three, we'll be twenty whatever points, probably at least twenty five points clear with ten games to go, and people will be saying we should take the Bournemouth game seriously. Um, I think there's certainly scope for us to win both the FA Cup tie and Bournemouth at home without doing a load of rotation. Um, you know, we can rest three players in each game. Um, something like give Divock, play Divock, uh, Naby, Milner, whatever against Bournemouth. Um, maybe rest Gomez against Chelsea, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, obviously, we don't know what the squad's going to look like then because there might be injuries between now and then. But, you know, there's plenty of scope for us to to win all three of those games in a week. Mm-hmm. And if I think I think there's no I think there's no justifiable reason not taking that game against Chelsea seriously. Um there's certainly no reason for sending out the kids. If if Cop wants to send out the reserves, I guess that's his prerogative. It's not what I would do, but but if you know I, I think there's certainly plenty of scope for us to take that game very seriously. So let I mean just to pretty much nearly finish the podcast, but let's say I don't know, Adrian Williams. Um I don't really want to see Matt and Lovren together, but we might have to. <laughs> I think I think it will. I think it'll be that pair. Yeah, and then Milner, maybe Milner, and yeah. then maybe like you probably what what he probably does because I imagine that we're probably looking for quite an intense midfield performance away at Atletico Madrid. I think maybe it's the midfielders that what as in the, we don't like the thing is are the makeup of our midfield changes so much with form and injuries, mm. but whatever Klopp's midfield three is for Atletico maybe plays two of them against um, Chelsea and plays mm-hmm. one against Bournemouth and brings them off after 60. Because I think if you if you wanted to save legs, it's probably the midfielders and the attackers yeah, that you yeah. want to maybe get get it, play against mm-hmm. Chelsea and then give as much off against Bournemouth. So maybe like you go in and you say, right, we, we can play Gomez and Van Dijk against uh, Bournemouth and... Say we're, say we're still prioritising the league because Klopp's progressive we want to play Gomez and Van Dijk in the Bournemouth and Atletico game we want to give Matip and Lovren minutes we'll play them against Chelsea then maybe he plays more of a full strength midfield against Chelsea and then we probably see something where like maybe one of the front three plays against Chelsea with Origi and Minamino and mm-hmm. two and two of the midfield play against Chelsea with Curtis Jones Yeah, and then we play maybe like say Cater. I don't know. Say, let's say we go back to Henderson, Wijnaldum, and Fabinho as like the main three. Maybe we play like Fabinho, I think that Cater against Bournemouth. That'll def- I think that'll be the definite one against Atletico. I think that's what we, yeah. could, we could pencil that in now. Yeah, I think so. So I think maybe we play like, say we rest Fabinho against Chelsea and play like Henderson, Wijnaldum and Curtis Jones and then drop Fabinho in for Bournemouth, get him off after 60 if we win in. And then, yeah, I think with the attackers, it's probably just going to be two of the front three It'll be, I, I, I don't think it's going to be a situation where it's like Klopp completely prioritises one game. So I don't think it, we're going to see mm. like the front three either all play against Chelsea or all start against Bournemouth. I think he'll chop and change that. But like we say, it's de- largely dependent on injuries and form in a few weeks because it can change really quickly. But I think I think we're definitely going to see a stronger lineup than we did for the Shrewsbury game. Because of circumstance, he won't have the excuse for winter break. He's, it'll probably be more akin to what we saw against the Ever- Everton, 
but maybe with a yeah. few more senior players once we've because we, against Everton we played a much rested team and we also had a few injuries. Milner got so injured we, straight away. Milner, so. got, Milner, Milner got injured straight away. We stuff like things like Shakiri back, stuff like that. So I think we'll definitely have enough to make a competitive game. The other thing is Chelsea. Chelsea won't be full. St- I, Chelsea might. I, I don't. I couldn't tell you what team Chelsea played at the weekend. But no, it's hard to imagine. Well, they're in a tighter race than what, well, everyone in a tighter race imagine. than us. It's, it's hard to imagine that they are at complete full strength with. Um, if I just get their fixtures up now, I imagine they'll have a league game. You know, in the days preceding, you know, like we said, I disagree. I think Chelsea will go full strength, but they, they've they're they're they've not got a massive gap in the race for fourth. Right here we go. Right, so Chelsea. No, I think they've got. I think I think top. The, they'll be fairly confident of getting top four from here. See, I'm and not then, sure because the thing is, in the next, it much depends. In the next two weeks, they've got United and Spurs at home in the league. Ooh, okay. So if yeah. Say, so, so yeah, wow. I, I agree. If they win, say they win both those games, yeah, they're pretty, they've, they've got Bournemouth away before in the in the gap uh, before they play us, whereas we have Bournemouth after. Um, so yeah, say they beat United and Spurs at home, they'll probably be full strength. But if not. Uh, then they might look to rest players a bit more. However, whereas we have the Champions League, the days, uh, the sort of the week following, their first leg against Bayern is the week before, so they haven't. So they might be more inclined to go strong against us because after they play us, um, forgot they heard the Champions on the week, <laughs> they, they, they haven't got to worry about the Champions League as much. Whereas uh, we've obviously got they, they they their schedule played Bayern ten days after they play us, whereas obviously we've got Atletico quick pretty quickly after so maybe they will be about a bit stronger than we i originally thought but if things don't go well as they thought in the league in the next couple of weeks i think they might start to prioritize and it might very much be a case of sort of half chelsea's team and half chelsea's reserves versus half our team and half our reserves kind of like was the super cup that kind of vibe I no they, they went i think they went full strength in the super cup full so strength, yeah we both so went we, full strength didn't we yeah yeah well, I felt we, yeah we had, Oh, I was thinking we had Adrian in goal, didn't we? But Alisson, Alisson was injured. Alisson was injured yeah. and Mane was not fully yeah. fit. Yeah, that's um, probably just what I've got in my eyes. But yeah, it'll probably be a bit half and half from both teams. Yeah. I, I think the way I would do it, I think you're pretty much right, is you work out what 11 you want to go against Atletico and then you work your way backwards from there. Yeah, I think I think you're right. Yeah. Right. Um, we'll do the player of the year <laughs> stuff later on. <laughs> we, I don't think we can fit that in. We were going to do that as well. Um <clears throat> But I mean, let's not let's not go in like clause and arguments and stuff because I think we've kind of came onto a, a nice agreement, haven't we? Where we're, we're through Shrewsbury now. That was probably the the hurdle to do, and now there's probably no excuses why we can't take it. Maybe not full strength as we've just been saying there, but we can definitely have the uh, reserves and rotation players in definitely. As 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 you've said, we do as long as there's no injuries in between then. Well, I think what I can't remember what journalist it was, but they said we we should have a our full squad back after the break, which I mean it's great seeing as it's probably the the uh, home stretch, isn't it? So that's good. Um, so anyway, I mean, I don't think I asked you this, Tom. Actually, whilst you, whilst you're here, this kind of annoyed you before we started recording. FA Cup or in, or Invincibles Centurions? Um, FA Cup. Like, <laughs> just definitely. The other thing is, you know, if if for no other reason than which set of fans do you least want to be able to brag about at the end of the season? Arsenal fans bragging they're the only ever team to go invincible. I could probably take that. You know, Man City fans bragging that they're the only Centurions. 
yeah, fine. That team was insanely good. Man United fans coming out and bragging they're the only team to win that treble. I, I don't want to have to live with that. Like, I just don't. I'm sorry. What what if we get knocked out of the Champions League? Then are you still Premier League FA Cup or would you say, right, if we're out of the Champions no, League? No, no, I'd still want to win the I'd still want to win the FA Cup. And I think I think it just comes down to yeah, you know, the the, the FA Cup's a trophy. Like it's an actual trophy. It it's it means something. And I think seeing the players lift that is going to be such a great experience and a great day out at Wembley. Whereas yeah, the Centurions was good, but I I don't know. I mean, to be fair, we, we just said we, you know, you guys said that no one really blinked back and Island when City won the FA Cup anyway. But I didn't even realise City was sort of on for the 100 points. Like, it just didn't twig in my brain. I was more so focused on actually... Mm. But it, it just... It was one of those things that just kind of happened. And I was like, oh, OK, good for them. Like, it didn't really mean anything. Um, I think, obviously, Invincibles would be nice. But as I say, you know, we already know that this Liverpool team is going to go down as one of the best Premier League teams in history. I, I, I want to see us win more trophies. Especially because... I want something to watch on Arsenal fan TV. <laughs> Because we're not gonna, we're not. It's not gonna be this good forever, you know. We're not gonna be able to win everything forever. I want to win as many trophies as I can while we can. Mm. I don't want to, you know. I don't want to sit here in ten years with United winning one more trophy than us being like, oh. But we got that, you know. You know, I, I want to win everything while we can. And I, I, to be fair, I think you know we've got every chance of going invincible and beating and winning the FA Cup. To be fair, there's no yeah, reason absolutely. we can't. Absolutely. But you know, I, I would prioritize the FA Cup personally. I think <laughs> I'm strange. I think I might prefer Invincibles to be honest, but I just really don't. I don't really care for the FA Cup, as I say. But as you say, it's a trophy. A trophy is a trophy, and I mean we can't exactly get greedy after winning what was it one in one important one in thirteen years back to the FA Cup, whatever it was. Um. So yeah, it, I think we can get greedy whilst we're good. I think that's the 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 best point there. Um. So we'll finish up there. Um, Ollie, anything to plug? Uh, nothing. Oh, I've I've done a piece on the Shrewsbury game. Um, that'll be out. Uh, was recording now on the Wednesday night, so you're probably listening to this on the Thursday or beyond, and so that'll be out when you listen. So you can go have a look at that. Uh, mm. Other than that, uh, go and give Trev's go and give Trev's pod the great stories a listen. It's very good. I'm not really into all that stuff. But uh, he's actually made it sound quite interesting for me. And if nothing else, he's got one of the best uh, and most soothing accents on the planet. So that's the great stories, which you can get on all your podcasting apps. And uh, mm. you can find it on Twitter as well. Yeah, good plug there. I didn't even get a chance to ask you about the game last night, Ollie. Uh, just quick thoughts, I forgot to ask you. Absolutely class. One of the best. Literally, I've been, to, I've, been to a, I've been quite fortunate to go to a lot of really good Liverpool games. I was at the Dortmund game, the United game, and the season we went to the Europa League final. Um, I've I've been to a load of great games, but it was de- top five easily because just the atmosphere for that sort of for essentially a Johnston's paint trophy match against <laughs> Shrewsbury with our under twenty threes, the atmosphere was absolutely fantastic. You could really feel the ground and getting behind the lads, and that you could really tell they needed it, especially towards the end when they were tiring. Um, helped aided by the referee refusing to give Shrewsbury pair yellow cards, but I think in the first half Curtis Jones was fouled more than Shrewsbury had shots and corners combined. I think that was a stat knocking around. Um, so, yeah, it was terrible. But, yeah, it was absolutely class. Fair play to everyone who made the effort to get there on a cold, on a very cold Tuesday night because the atmosphere was class and I think it really helped the team. Good stuff, good stuff. Tottenham are losing now, by the way, so 
Of course they the, are. They've ruined your plan, though, right. Tom. disrespecting the FA Cup. Five-strength <laughs> team, yet still losing. Yeah. Against the full-strength Southampton team, to be fair, who are, like, one point behind in the league. So, uh, disrespect to it, mate. I don't, I don't care. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, Tom, any last thoughts, last plugs? Um, just that it was a great rush uh, to come out of. I was doing journalism stuff last night, annoyingly got roped into something. But um, to come out of what I was doing um, and get the message from my mate being like, mate, the kids did it. That was a proper rush. Um, in terms of plugs, um, I'm going to be writing a piece on how some of our players, specifically Alison Van Dyke and Salah, are now so consistently so good that people just kind of forget how good they are. And when other players play well for like two, three months, it's like, yeah, this player is really overperforming what you'd expect from him. He's almost as good as these other three players that are consistently playing on another level. Um, and the other thing I want to plug, because I'm not doing much Liverpool stuff at the moment, is my new general journal- journalism account um, at Tom underscore journo, because I need to boost my followers on there. And I've got a lot of people who follow me on my personal account only for my Liverpool stuff. So if you could if you follow me on my if you follow me on my personal account, please, please, please follow me on my journalism account because I'm trying to make my way into journalism and it kinda of helps to have a bit more coverage. So I shall put that one in the tweet for you if that helps. <laughs> um and Tottenham have just equalised, which is shitting on my outro. Um respecting the FA Cup. I know. God. Tom will love it. It's a better FA Cup now. I'll look Tom Spurs in the next rounds. I Fuck off the league and win it. Exactly. Play the kids in every league game. <laughs> I I I don't mind have I don't mind sitting down on FA Cup semi-finals weekend and having four good teams in the competition. I think that's good. It would be better than like City v Newport County or whatever fucking shit that they'll City v like Bolton Wanderers under 19s Very eight times in a row. <laughs> yeah, right, each time with one less player. <laughs> uh, right, we're getting sidetracked, and Tottenham have ruined my outro uh, by being shit and good. But anyway, thank you, you two, for joining me. Thank you, everyone, for listening at home. Goodbye. Podcast Network.